Hello you. Welcome to this space. I'm your host Ruth and this is No Time for Small Talk. The podcast where we unpack the more complex and deeper aspects of life and explore taboo topics with curiosity and open discussion. We will be delving into mental and physical health, addiction, trauma, birth, death, and pretty much anything else we can dive to the depths of. If you have found your way here, I'm sure you are searching for something deeper, and I hope these conversations provide you with enlightening perspectives, comfort, education, and a smile or two. So wherever you are listening, welcome and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of No Time for Small Talk. Today I'm here with you for a casual episode which I'm going to deem No Time for Small Talk Conversations and today I'm joined once again by my friend Willow and we decided today that we would just have a little informal chat all about friendship and just speaking a little bit on I guess the value we place on a really strong friendship and the connection that we found in our friendship. So uh, hello Willow, welcome back. Hello Ruth, <laughs> so nice to be back with you again. <laughs> oh this is cool because as I was just saying to you before we hit record, this is also part of the podcast that I've kind of really wanted to have since I started the podcast is to have as well as the more kind of in-depth conversations. Um, I also really want to have just really informal chats because I think when people that know each other well get together and have interesting conversations, it can be so fascinating to listen to. So yeah, here we are. <laughs> I, yeah, so our friendship, our friendship for me has been so incredible because we met five years ago now. Yeah, almost five years ago. At a circus class, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was. We had a circus class. <clears throat> we were both super ADHD and just like, oh my God, I want to try this. I want to try that. I want to do this thing and everything. Oh my God. Ah. Yeah. And the two of us were just like instantly like, oh, you're like me. You're just as like crazy and energized as I am. 100%. And it was just like that soul recognition. Like, I know you and you know me. And like, it was so enjoyable for me in that way that I didn't feel like I had to get to know you. It's like, oh, we already know each other. It's, it's fine. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I greatly agree. I had the same experience. And when you were just speaking, it just flashed me, literally flashed me back to standing up on the small trapeze platform, talking to each other and being mm-hmm. like, I think you were telling me about a guy that you had just started seeing. And it was just so easy. Like we had just met, but it was like, yeah, we're, we've just, we just, it was like we met and launched straight into the middle of a friendship like there was no beginning stage there was no like oh hi I'm Ruth and da 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 it was just like so anyway here's what's been happening in my life (laughs) it's like we were catching up on a like a different planet like we were friends on another planet and then we came here and they were like just like catching up back to where like we hadn't seen each other like oh like you've just been on this crazy blue planet over here and we're like oh we've decided to meet up on earth for a bit yeah exactly exactly and it's just like so this is what I've been up to what about you yeah Yeah. totally yeah true and like Mm -hmm. I think 
because at that time we were also like we were like you said we were so similar in that I feel we were both just like running around like when I look back to myself at that time I feel like I was so ungrounded like I feel that I didn't even have anything attaching me to earth I was just so up in the sky I was up in my head I was just completely running around like "Ah, everything is so amazing like vibrating but then I feel that it was so childlike in the sense that we were both just seeking this excitement and joy and new things. And I know that when we met and we spoke a lot about kind of our past and the things that we'd experienced over the years before, and it was like we had both experienced a lot of the same stuff and we had both felt very trapped and very stuck. And we were both in that space of just wanting to like get out into the world and do everything and see everything and be like, you know, be our own person and like experience the fun in life I guess I totally agree with you there yeah and just play and just be like figure out what for me anyway and I feel like you were coming through this space of like what do I actually want when I'm not thinking about all of the things that everybody around me thinks I should have or thinks I should want what do I actually want and that's such a scary space to come into and I feel like we spoke about that pretty early on like I don't really know what I want to do. I don't really know what I want. Like, what do I like? Is my favorite color even my favorite color? Is my favorite food even my favorite food? Or is that just something that I've decided is my favorite food because somebody around me thinks that? Yes. And it's like this simple little thing, right? And then just being like, for me, I don't know if it was for you as well, but the circus was like, I feel a lot of joy when I'm in that space and Mm. nobody's told me that I should do it or no one's around mm. me actually even does it it's totally brand new totally different yeah and I just want to see if it's a thing for me or not um yeah it was and then ended up being so wonderful with the people that ran that place and super grounded mm. in my experience yeah and it was with that a lot. yeah and it was also like that freedom of like when we went to that environment and we were like in those circus classes it's that freedom of just trying things for the sake of trying them and just like you know just this this joy for no purpose like it's not that we're doing this thing to get somewhere to achieve something to be someone it was just like oh I really like spinning around in circles I'm gonna climb this thing and spin around in circles you know like it's just so free um Mm -hmm. and I guess what's funny is that we only really knew each other and were friends then for that was back in New Zealand that was like, I want to say six months or something, probably. Yeah. Maybe not even, maybe no, less. And it was like, then I remember us being at one of the circus classes one of the days and these people had come to visit and they were like, doing all these cool circus things and like showing us all these cool acro tricks and we were like oh my god where did you learn that that's so cool that they were saying oh we went to this circus summer camp in America and we were like what there's a summer camp for circus and then it was like I remember they told you know the um coordinators told us that yeah there's the thing it's on every year you just apply and then you go like it's really easy we can send you the details if you want And I remember us both just being like, should we do it? And it was like this decision that was just so, I don't know about you, but I didn't think about it. I was just like, 
yeah, why not? That sounds fun. I'm going to go and do circus in America. Cool. And I feel (laughs) we both just did that. We didn't think one bit. It was just like, yeah, let's go do that. It sort of felt like one of those things that was like already in our path for me. Like I didn't think about it much at all either. I felt like it was just like a thing that we were, we, we needed to do that, that, that camp with each other. Mm. It was so interesting. And I, I felt like this real safety about going because I knew you were coming with me. Mm. And like, even though we didn't actually like, we could have probably counted the hours, you know, that we'd actually spent hanging out with each other. Mm. Like I know I spent a lot of time with you in your house out in Hamawana by the beach and things like that. And, but we, you know, there was, there was just this feeling of safety around you of like that knowing Mm. of you like I knew kind of who you were who you were without spending a lot of time with you Mm. so like going to America by myself making that decision to go on my own I would have contemplated so much more and Mm. been like oh do I really want to do this I was like oh Ruth's going it'll be fine yeah so funny (laughs) and also like now looking back I remember just how much work we had to put into actually getting there because obviously anytime anyone who's ever been to America on a visa or anything knows like it's such a process to actually make that happen but I feel that there was no preventing it like you said it just had to happen it was something and it wasn't even like I don't know about you but it wasn't even like I felt I have to go or like I really want this or I need to make it happen it was just like yeah this is something that's happening and I just do all the things that need to be done. Yeah, I agree with you. I definitely feel you there. That was a, a really similar experience. It was just like, it didn't even feel like a choice as much as it was just like, oh yeah, this is all, this is what where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So strange. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that was just in our life path and it was going to happen regardless. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, and I still remember um, turning up at camp and just being like both of us were just, I don't think, because we hadn't, well, neither of us had really thought about it all that much, mm. arriving and being like, oh, my gosh, what what have we got ourselves into? Because neither of done? us had really thought about it. And I had traveled a lot before this point, and mm. it was, for me, the first time I'd ever experienced culture shock. Mm, me too. Like I'd traveled Papua New, I've been to Papua New Guinea and uh, like Asia and places like this and didn't get culture shock. But in America, it was like so, like I felt like it was going to be so similar to mm. New Zealand, you know, same language, like similar kind of culture. But this place was just so just abstract from mm. what I'd ever experienced in my life. And I just felt so incredibly out of place. Mm. Like the food was just like, what is this? I don't know. Like, uh, I don't know what what this is. And yeah. just the way people interacted and stuff as well. I just felt so incredibly out of place and just this like, what have I done? Yeah, I felt the exact same way. It was so bizarre. And I remember us like even talking about that. It was that we arrived and all of a sudden we were like, we've made a mistake. (laughs) And obviously we hadn't because it was the journey that we had to go on and like so much came from that and we learned a lot and, you know, led us to here because that's what happens. But yeah, I feel that 
had I known more about what we were getting ourselves into, I wouldn't have gone. And I agree. But what was really interesting, because I don't know about you, like it's interesting when you were saying you felt this feeling of safety of going not together because we actually flew separately, but of being there together that you felt really safe and comfortable in that. And I remember I had a kind of nervousness because I was like, I realized right before we went that we didn't know each other. Like <laughs> that we had spent, yeah, like a handful of time together. And I felt that, oh God, I hope this isn't one of those things where like you agree to go away with someone and then you realize that you actually don't like them and you have to spend all this time with them pretending that you like them and you have no way out because you're here for three months and on this contract and I remember just feeling so glad when we got there and it was like we both feel the same way about this place we both are kind of regretting this decision but we both have each other to move through it together you know and I do feel like we really stuck like we kind of like Zorb together like glue then because we were like oh no this was a mistake <laughs> it's like comfort in each other like oh god you're seeing you're seeing this the way that I'm seeing this like yes I am yeah um but there's so many beautiful experiences within that as well like I still remember the first group of kids that came through um they were like more from Miami and places like that and mm. they had got sponsors to come and be at that camp and it was just such a beautiful experience and it was really nice like for my experience also watching you with these like kids and stuff and and like it was just that was super incredible taking kids to sh just like show them that they can be brave enough to do things mm. you know and I feel like we kind of decided to be brave enough to go to this camp and to do something totally for me anyway way out of my comfort zone mm. Um, and then like having these kids coming through the circus gym every day, showing them that they can also be so brave and do something totally out of their comfort zone and like being there to support them through that process as well was just mm. so incredible to, yeah, like flying chippies, I know for both of us is like such a big love Yeah, because it's just total surrender jumping off the mm. platform and like so incredible. And like having kids who are terrified of heights mm. and being able to get them to the top of the and jumping for that yeah. first time and then just watching their face afterwards was just so magical. Yeah, like totally. I'll never forget that to the camp. Mm. Like when I look back and um or even when we were doing fire, <clears throat> having those yes. kids light up for the first time was just so magic, watching their joy and that self-confidence in themselves and things like that was just so awesome yeah and something that I really appreciated about doing that experience with you as well was was having that same mindset of like this is a summer camp do you know what I mean because I think for a lot of the kids there they felt this enormous pressure because obviously it's a super high-end summer camp and very very expensive for these kids to go to and majority of the coaches there are quite pushy and kind of these kids exceeding expectations and getting it right and you know like bigging themselves up and get kind of getting going somewhere from here like whether it's a performing arts school or whether it's you know gaining work or whatever it's like there was so much pressure and then I found with both of us when we interacted with the kids like there was such an element of hey relax like don't forget 
this isn't real life. This is a summer camp. Have fun. Like that's the whole point of this. And it was nice to have that together because I know at times I felt like <laughs> I I kind of wanted to like shake people and be like, these are kids that you're responsible for right here. And they are stressing themselves out so much to get this right. And at the end of the day, it's a summer camp. Like, does it matter? Let them have fun. Mm-hmm, totally. And like bringing it into my life, I guess, too, right? Like, you know, at the beginning of the po- we spoke about how we really loved circus because of the fact that we, it was something new for both of us and it was just something we could just come and play mm. and be kids and mm. try something and do it for the sake of doing it, not for anything else. And I feel like that was what was really missing at that space. It was like these kids were expected to grow up and be adults straight away and for me in my life I there is parts of my life where I I guess I adult in brackets Mm. and I you know have some sort of goals and things like that but I still like to keep those parts of my life where it's just pure play Mm. like where it's there's no one grading what I'm doing I don't need to be better at it I'm just doing it because it's fun and I it saddens me I guess to see even kids not being able to get the chance to experience that, you know, they're working yeah. all day at school, like all week, uh, all year at school. And then they come to a summer camp where it's basically work again with all those pressures yeah. as well. And it's like, where's the fun, you know, where's the, the, uh, like just play. Yeah. Cause I feel like it's so healthy for the mind. And yeah, for me, for me and my personal like mental health, having time to play is like crucial. Yeah. Uh, like if I don't have enough play time, I just, I don't even feel human anymore. Mm. You know, I feel like I can feel it just like pumping out things, you know? Yeah. But it's so true. And yeah. I feel that in, I don't want to say in general, but I think a lot of adults don't even recognize that play is missing because we've become so disconnected from the idea of play that it's like, you know, you see some ad like some older, um, some older people who it's like they don't even remember what play is. You know, there's just this seriousness has completely taken over everything in their life, and it's really sad. You know, I, I get like I think we can all be guilty of it. I definitely can of getting too busy and getting really serious, and like you know, not making time for play and joy and fun and. That's what I love about being around kids, you know, spending time with my nephews or my partner's kids or like looking after kids um, is that you can't help but be present and engage in that joy. You know, kids just Mm -hmm. kids just are like especially little kids. They just are. They're in being and they're just enjoying themselves and everything is fun and everything is joyous and everything is play. And we just, yeah, it feels like as we age, we just get so disconnected from that. That's something that I really value in our friendship is that there's such an element of laughter and joy and play and fun. And, you know, whether that looks like kind of being silly, like there's no expectation that, I mean, and we can be serious. We can have very serious, very in-depth conversations, but there's this lightness and there's this like, you know, even just being a bit weird, like, you know, making faces or making noises or just being a bit odd. It's like, but there's never been ever a judgment around that. And I think when you can have that in friendship, it's so freeing when you can just be a bit 
odd. Like, I mean, the other week we were together and um, we were together here in Australia and I was editing my podcast and it was taking me all day long and I could not, I couldn't make it any quicker. And every like 10 minutes or so, I'd just be like, <laughs> make some really weird noise. And I feel like you didn't even bat an eyelid. You're just like, yep, cool. <laughs> And I feel like for me, it's, yeah, when you can, my experience is when you can play that hard together, when you can be that weird, like when, you know, when um, we went to the ecstatic dance together or things like that, you know, I feel like we can live out that in life. We can be mm. super weird and play, you know, these silly times means that because I feel safe to play with you, to be silly, I feel safe to pull out those like for me like those little cheddar chests in my life that I've put those fears in or I've put those stories in that I'm too scared to share with anyone else because they may have been rejected in the past or it's like whoa that's too much emotion you're not allowed mm. to feel that right now but because me and you I feel have that playful place like I feel safe to play with you mm. I feel safe to pull out those cheddar choves of like scarier stuff that I wouldn't speak to anybody else about. And for me, that's really healthy because mm. anything that I kind of leave in myself, um, like treasure chests is maybe not the right word, but like little chests of things and they like kind of fester inside me and they get bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. Whereas when I have a place where I feel safe to play, then I can pull that chest out and I can say that thing. Mm. And then you can, uh, like, so many times we've reassured me and you've been like, oh yeah, I experienced that same thing. And then we don't, I don't feel alone anymore. Mm. Or you're like, you experienced that similar thing and had a tool from either like learn your personal learning or someone else has told you, you're like, oh, I've used this tool to make me, to work through that. Like, would you think of maybe trying that? And then that thing is no longer inside me anymore. Mm. You know, it's, I value so much about our friendship as well mm. yeah. I'm stuck on the part where you said maybe not treasure chess it, maybe it's a dagger chess <laughs> dagger chess yeah <laughs> that's that really shit they were like ah I can't tell anyone about that yeah yeah <clears throat> no I agree though mm-hmm. I, I think that's so true and I think it's that safety piece, isn't it? Like we were speaking a lot when we saw each other recently about the value of having a friendship where you can be completely yourself and you can show up as you are in that moment. You know, like it's really interesting because we, like we've just spoke before about going to camp together and all that. And then the funny part is we, the last time we saw each other was at that camp in 2019 and then we saw each other again about th- two weeks ago, a week ago. Um, mm-hmm. And we hadn't seen each other in that whole time between. And it was like, yet when we did see each other, like obviously we've kept in touch spor- <laughs> sporadically. <laughs> a few <laughs> times a year. Yeah. Like, actually, we kept in contact more than I thought, like, do you know something I really value as well is that I never felt guilty about like not messaging back or anything mm. like that. Or like if I messaged you, there was no like, oh, I haven't heard from you in so long, blah, 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 blah. No, it was never. Just like I miss you. It was super nice. So it made me feel far less scared to reach out to you. Mm. 
and like and we could we could talk whenever because there was just like no pressure yeah um which was super super nice and like we, I feel like we kind of built this friendship because like often for me and I feel like for you a little bit as well if we were going through something really really tough in life because we went through camp together which for both of us we don't well maybe we can go through that another time but um we both went to through some really big stuff while mm. we were at camp just in our personal lives not just physically what was happening at camp yeah but I feel like we created that safety with each other to talk about those big things with each other mm. so I would like call and be like ah my life is falling apart please help me ah yeah you know, we're talking like vice versa and stuff mm. like that as well so we just you know, it was really nice to continuously have that safe place to speak about that big stuff yeah totally and it's funny because like I said in a laughing kind of way like we kept in touch sporadically but the truth is we didn't like we did actually keep in touch quite a lot in the sense that when we did see each other again there was no like I mean there was catching up on all the little things but there was no real like filling you in on what's happened in our life like it was like I already know all that. So we obviously did keep in touch enough with the important moments and the important things we were experiencing that it was like when we saw each other, we could just kind of fill fill in the minor details. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, yeah, when we did see each other again, like it was just so interesting because it was again so easy, Do you know, like we, we mm-hmm. caught up. I picked you up from the train station and the, we got in the car and we just like were tripping over each other's words because we were just like, everything is so exciting, I have to tell you about it. And then we'd have like 15 different conversations on the way home and then interrupt that conversation to go to something else and then go back to the first one and then start again. And then, you know, and then be like, oh, should we get chips? Oh yeah, anyway, so it was just like so normal and so like we, I feel we were both so excited and it was like we spoke about it a lot that weekend that we were together how it was like a part of us was transported back to that time when we first met and it's interesting because we've just spoken about that now and it really highlighted to me like yeah when we met we were in that real zest for life excitement fun freedom like running around trying to be this new person and be everything and have fun and just like so it's like vibrating like this buzzy excited frantic energized energy And it was like when we saw each other that first day, that was what it was like, you know, and I remember it took us hours and hours and hours to kind of like come back down. And then we did like loads of essential oils and like grounding and some healing machine and stuff. And we finally got back and we were like, okay, I'm exhausted. I need to go to bed, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but yeah, just that, I think it's just the freedom and safety of being exactly who you are in that moment. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I really agree with you with that. Yeah, that just not feeling like I needed to adjust my personality or adjust uh, adjust myself mm. just to be like, this is me and just like turn up as me. Mm. It was just so, yeah, because I used to really struggle with that kind of people-pleasing behavior. So yeah. you know, I would try and like alter myself to make myself as most pleasing to that person that I'm around possible and I just I really appreciate with you that I don't have to do that um Mm. I guess things for me like right when we went to Brisbane for a few days I we talked about it a lot and got really excited like oh we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this thing we're gonna do that and all this sort of stuff and it's and 
I was kind of really had these expectations of myself to be super happy and clappy and yeah, 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 yeah. But actually was dealing with some kind of really, uh, there was enough space for me and I felt so much safety with you. I guess some of these emotions from the past had come up, um, which was, it was kind of scary because it's like, oh, all that stuff had been shoved away. And mm. then seeing you brought so much of that back up for me. Mm. And yeah, I remember we were sitting in the car and I was like apologizing for the fact that I was just feeling so, I don't know if it was down is the right word, but just feeling all the weight of the past mm. coming back up and just being like, yeah, needing more quiet, um, not quiet so much, but just needing to talk and maybe not go, go, go as much, mm. being still and patient with myself. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really incredible. You were just like, I can't remember the exact words. What were the words that you said? Because it was said so beautifully. You think I remember? (laughs) (laughs) What were the exact words you said a week ago in the car? I don't know. Do you know my memory? (laughs) (laughs) But close. It was like something like for you, like friendship isn't, uh, it's like really about that. It's about being supportive and loving for people when they are going through the big stuff. It's not just about having the big adventure stories and, you know, the though it is, that is part of it, going on adventures and doing all that sort of stuff, which we did as well. But it's not just about being happy all the time. It's about being there for each other when we're going through those more difficult times mm. and yeah, having those harder conversations and stuff. And it just brought such relief to me. It was just like, oh, I don't have to – try to be anything else than Mm. how I'm feeling right now Mm. I guess what it is in a nutshell is just being real you know to me it's like so many times and so many places in life we have to put on some kind of mask I guess the work is trying to create places in our life that we don't have to put that mask on so whether it's finding a workplace where you feel really supported and able to be yourself or creating your own workplace where you can offer that to others or you know finding a partner and creating a family that you feel really safe to not have a mask on but quite often that doesn't happen and most of the places we go and the roles that we have to be in you know we we do put on some kind of mask whether it's a really big one that hides who we are at all or whether it's just a, a very thin mask that kind of covers up the parts of us that we just don't really want to share. But to me, friendship is the one place in life where I don't feel that any mask ever needs to be there. It feels to me that a true friendship is the complete lack of mask. It's just this is me right now, who I am, like whether I'm literally on the floor roaring, crying stamping my feet like a two-year-old child or whether I'm having the best day of my life and able to show up in my greatness and be the most excited amazing passionate best friend I can possibly be to me friendship is both and friendship like true friendship at its depth is being able to just be yourself in every moment because I think yeah, like we're so, as human beings, we are just so very complex. And if we're really honest, like 
most of us don't have a space, even when we're alone, where we're truly completely not wearing any sort of mask. And I think when you do find friendships that you can just be, it's just the most relieving thing you can ever experience because you can feel completely seen and allowed to be who you are without any expectation and without any pressure. Yeah. It's so interesting when you're on a podcast how, yeah, sometimes you're like, I want to be interesting. And it's like, how do I bring that same person that I am with you? I take that mask off in this space and just be like, oh, this is just a, this is a normal human being on a podcast. It's like a little bit scary and it feels a bit awkward, like just speaking that same space. Yeah, but yeah. I think that that's a really good point because this isn't this right now, what we're doing and having this conversation isn't the same as sitting in a room alone together. Like the fact of the matter is you're in Ireland, you're hooked up to my phone, which is hooked up to a recording piece of equipment, which has me hooked up to a mic with headphones on. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then we know that this episode <laughs> is going out for everyone to hear. So yeah, of course, you're not going to be completely yourself showing up in your most authentic most vulnerable self because that wouldn't be normal <laughs> and it wouldn't be wise for you you know because then I don't know I think I share a lot and I say it a lot that and I think I first heard this something along the lines of this quote in like a Brené Brown talk or something and it was basically like not everybody has the right to know your story and not everybody has the right to know exactly who you are. And that's why I said before, like, we do wear these masks and whether they're really thick or really, really thin, it's actually quite normal to hide parts of ourselves. Like, it would be very damaging for all of us to walk around the streets telling everyone our deepest, darkest traumas because we'd end up like so exposed that we wouldn't be able to keep going. Like, we would be so so awfully exposed but the but again the greatness of a true friendship is that you have that safety you have that security in knowing that I can be fully myself and one there's no judgment two there's no expectation but three like it's not exposing because it's not going anywhere do you know what I mean like I'm not showing up as my full authentic self and saying these things and and being vulnerable and being raw and knowing that you're going to go back and talk to another friend back in New Zealand about everything I've said, because then that's not real friendship either. You know, I mm -hmm. think opening up that vulnerability, it takes so much time and it takes so much safety and it takes so much trust in knowing that this person or this friendship or this partner really holds that for you and doesn't like expose it to everybody I agree yeah like that that um story is like that little treasure that you have to hold and to love and um like I really appreciated it the other day someone's we were talking about something and I asked a question and they were like oh that's just not my story to share mm. and I loved that because it was like oh this really means that that person also sees the value in when that person told them that story, that that was just for them and the interaction. Mm -hmm. And it means for me, I feel like an safety because I'm like, whatever I tell them, it's also, you know, they will hold my stories and, you know, 
for me as well. Like, mm. yeah, as you said, like not everything is for everyone. But then I also do value this podcast because it's like some of those subjects that are not talked about so much can be brought up. So maybe mm. it like instigates that conversation to be had. Mm. So it's like, oh, you know, like these people are brave enough to talk take a little bit of that mask off and show a little piece of themselves. Mm. Like maybe I could do the same and I can, you know, if you've got a friend in your life that you feel safe with, I just totally encourage you to have those conversations and maybe be like, Hey, for me, like when I come to Ruth, I think, and especially when we're first starting to get to know each other, I would be like, look, I'm really struggling with this thing. Like, can I talk to you about it? I mm. really want it just to stay between you and I, because it's a fear of mine that it will, you know, like get spread or whatever. Mm. Um, is this a safe place? And also just asking if you have the space to hear it. You yeah. know? Like sometimes we're dealing with a lot of stuff and like, I don't take any offense if you'd be like, oh, look, I don't actually don't have the space to do that right now. Mm. I know there'd be another time when it is, and I always want you to take care of yourself first. But yeah, just like really having that comfort that that person has the space to hear what I'm saying and will keep that to themselves is just so valuable for me. Yeah, and I think um, that's... Yeah. To... Sorry. No, that's, yeah, that's all. <laughs> I think that's such an important <laughs> point too about you know, asking people if they have the capacity to hear what what you have to tell them or what you need to share because <clears throat> quite often we don't do that and because we have a close friend or because we've known someone a long time or because we feel safe in their company, we kind of come to them and just offload everything that's in our mind or in our heart or something that we're navigating and while it's really nice and lovely that we feel that comfort and safety it's also that other person might already be dealing with a lot or that other person might have just had some news that day that they're trying to currently process you know or they just don't have the space to deal with someone else's emotions right now and I think asking that question is really beautiful because it just gives that opportunity to check in with the other person, you know, and to not just like offload all your problems onto someone else, because it feels good. Like when you talk and when you get all the stuff off your chest, it feels great. But sometimes, especially if the other person is quite empathic, they just like pick up all your problems and put them into themselves. You know, it's like you haven't, you've got rid of yours, but they've just taken them all on now. And they're trying to figure out how to help you and how to heal you and how to, well, not heal, that's not right. How to help you and how to support you and what they can do for you. And it's like, on top of everything else, they've now got all this stuff landed on them too. And I think it's just, yeah, it's really, it's really helpful to get in that practice of asking people if they've got the capacity. Um, And also something that I think is super helpful is, you know, if someone is coming to you with something to ask them what they want, like, you know, if you're coming to me and sharing something with me, like to ask you, are you looking for a solution or do you just want to be heard? And that's been something that's been really mm. helpful between me and my partner, because I know like at the start of our relationship and for a while, it's like whenever I would come to him with something that was annoying me or frustrating me or I was sad about, it, he would constantly try to fix it, you know, and give me solutions. And this is what you can do and do this, do this, do this. And I'd be like, Ah, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to do that stuff. I just want to feel crap. And I just want to tell you how terrible this situation is and how sad I am. Like, 
or I just want you to hold me. I don't actually want you to tell me exactly how to fix this situation, <laughs> you know, but asking what, do, what do you want from me? Do you want me to help you fix it? Do you want to just talk? Because even that alone just takes one, it takes the pressure off because it's like, you know, exactly what the person wants from you. And also it stops you getting into this like conflict after you've shared something vulnerable, because then you feel like your needs haven't been met or you haven't been heard or you haven't been, you haven't got what you wanted from sharing. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with you so much with that. It's such a beautiful practice. Um, and I also, I, along with that, I, I also love to tell people like you can change your truth whenever you want. Mm. Like if you change your mind about how you feel and like another few moments, I'm not going to hold you to what you said beforehand. Like I really love and appreciate when you can talk with a friend and it can be a place to unpack what's in your mind. Yeah. You can be like, Oh, is that actually true? Or is that not actually true? And Often when you have that opportunity to not get feedback straight away, mm. you have that chance to hear what you're saying and perhaps like do that uh, that change within yourself as mm. well. It's like not happening from the external, you know, like, yeah, you can like process it yourself as well. You can be yeah. like, oh, actually I don't feel anymore. Or, yeah, you can find the answers within yourself. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. Mm. I just had a quick glance over at the time realized we've been talking for almost 45 minutes how ridiculous is that it's just gone like that I'm not surprised (laughs) um yeah I guess like I feel we could just keep going forever so we need to cut it out because (laughs) otherwise it's gonna get ridiculous (laughs) and but I guess I did just want to say which is kind of what you said earlier and I just wanted to reiterate that point you know that if you do have friends in your life that you really love and you really feel safe with and you trust and they support you and you feel really nourished by, I think, yeah, just be brave enough to be vulnerable and open up those conversations because what I've found with all of these conversations I ever have is, you know, when you actually open your mouth and start talking and telling people what you're going through or what you've experienced like everyone is experiencing such similar things in life and when we actually share it gives permission for someone else to feel safe enough to also share what they're going through and again to feel less alone so I just think yeah be the person that's brave enough to open your mouth first yeah and just see what happens and see how your relationships and your connections develop well so right. on that one, I guess. Let's leave it there. Good. Beautiful. It's been <laughs> okay. such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thanks for all your time. And thanks for your friendship. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone, for listening in on this week's conversation episode. And I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to No Time for Small Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. Remember to follow our Instagram, No Time for Small Talk, for extra resources and to be the first to hear about upcoming guests or events. 
If you would like to connect or find out more about my work, you can find me on Instagram at Ruma Integrative or by emailing ruma-connect at outlook.com. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Bye for now.